I've always thought structure is so boring, but I've realized that creating that structure gives me the freedom to chase those shiny objects or go hiking for two weeks without everything falling apart because now I'm not a steaming hot mess behind the scenes. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Imperfect Action. This is episode 584. Today, I'm covering back on 2022 and I'm looking at what worked what didn't work, and what you can learn from the mistakes I made during the course of the year. Because I think it's one thing to learn from our own mistakes, but sometimes it's quite nice when somebody else has made those mistakes and we can learn from them. So let's look at what worked first. Let's start with the good things. The very first thing that worked really well was rebranding the podcast. I outgrew the name Socialette. I knew it wasn't attracting the people who were the ideal listeners for this next phase of my business, the next phase of the show. And rebranding it was such a great decision because now ever since that rebrand, monthly downloads are up like 15 to 20%. Over the last two months, you know, both of those months have been an increase of 15 to 20% over and above what those downloads were pre-rebrand. Now, does that doesn't mean that you should go and rebrand your show if you have one, just for the sake of it, but it is something that I knew at the back of my mind needed to be done, and I'm really glad that I did it. Uh, I don't think it was because of the rebrand. I don't think it was like the excitement around the rebrand that caused that spike in downloads. I think it's just that the new format and the new name and the new design I think all of that is just so much more aligned than it was previously. The other thing that worked really well with the podcast was starting to get intentional with content and repurposing. So as part of that podcast rebrand, I decided to start being a bit more of a grown up about all of the content that I'm creating. It's my main job in my business is content creation and I create quite a lot of it. Like I'm producing three episodes a week on this show. But before we got intentional about it, before my team and I got intentional about it, they they weren't really being repurposed or promoted to their full potential. So I made sure that now I was emailing my list more often. Every time there is a new episode now, my list gets an email. My community gets a message. Creating that structure and those systems as well around how I repurpose each piece of content, how I repurpose each episode into Instagram reels or YouTube videos or Instagram carousels. This is all still a work in progress because there's so much, there's so many moving parts here, but we're figuring it out and we're trying to figure out how we can get it as streamlined as possible. And the end goal really looks like 
me showing up to do those podcast episodes three times a week. And then all of the other content flows from that in a way that's beautifully consistent and doesn't require too much more of my input. Something else that worked really well in 2022 was taking two weeks off the grid to go for a hike. I went fully offline, like no phone reception in the outback for two weeks in August. And it was such a great feeling knowing that my business wasn't going to fall apart without me because I had done a lot of prep work. My team were on top of everything. We had all the right foundations in place. It was just so good. Like I didn't even have to think about my business at all while I was away. And I think back to when I first took a decent chunk of time off in 2018. I took seven days off because I was going on a yacht around some Greek islands. And I remember standing there on the boat, holding my phone up, trying to get a little bit of reception so I could check my inbox because I was so worried that things might be falling apart. And this time, I didn't even think about my business much. Like The only time I thought about my business was when I had all of these ideas, these creative ideas that popped up while I was walking because I finally had that white space in my brain that I hadn't had all year. Another thing that worked really well was bringing in my ops manager, Jay. So at the end of 2021, I made a very bold move, which felt so scary at the time and that I didn't think I was really ready for at that point in time, but it was such a great decision. And that was hiring my ops manager. And over the last 12 months working together, it's been quite a continual process of getting things off of my plate, creating new processes, handing things over, and slowly building the business to the point where I am working on the things that I want to work on and only those things. And this isn't something that happens overnight. And I think a lot of people, well, I've definitely seen a lot of people hire somebody into that kind of operations role or like an online business manager, that kind of role. And they expect that from, you know, week one, that person's going to be on top of everything and take everything off their plate. But what I've noticed is it is actually quite an iterative process of slowly letting go of things, slowly teaching, uh, teaching that person how to do those things and slowly doing less and less of that work. And yeah, it doesn't happen overnight, but we are a heck of a lot closer to that now than we were 12 months ago. Now, a couple of things that didn't work. So I think we learn a lot more from the things that didn't work than we do from the things that did work. And the first thing that didn't work was trying to do too much in quarter one. So the first quarter of 2022 was jam-packed because I thought, it would be a really great idea to create a new course, launch it for the first time and run our first ever live virtual event all in the space of like two months. Oh, and I also traveled to the US for a conference all in that first quarter. By the time April rolled around, I was exhausted and I'd been running at 130% for way too long. I felt uninspired. My creativity was gone. And of course, my natural instinct was to just push harder. I thought, if I can just force myself out of this rut, and that only made me feel even more exhausted, even more demotivated. Another thing that didn't work really well was not having any kind of sales process or sales page for my launch strategy intensives. So my launch strategy intensives are, they're really the only client work that I do these days. And it's a container where somebody gets six hours of my time on their launch strategy or their planning or any part of their launch where they need the most support. And I used to call the launch strategy intensives a VIP day 
and I focused the messaging around how it was six hours of my time on any area of your launch. And I realized this wasn't compelling enough to sell it. I also didn't have a sales page for it. All I had was a link where you could book straight into my calendar and pay for it. There was no sales page. And a lot of people asked me, what do I get out of this? And considering it was, or it is still a $3,500 investment, I should have known that this wouldn't have been super, super effective because people wanted to know what they were getting for that investment. And some people did book this way, but not that many. So I created a sales page. I renamed it to the launch strategy intensive and I illustrated on that sales page some practical examples of what they could get from our time together. And within seven days of putting that sales page live, I had booked three launch strategy intensives. So that was a pretty big, good piece of feedback. Something else that didn't work well was trying to hire a marketing manager. I really wanted to hire someone in-house to take over some of my role, take over some of the marketing stuff that I'm doing, but that I don't need to be doing. But it's a very tough market to recruit in right now. And it actually got me thinking about how I first needed to create a bit more structure and some more processes around our, our content and our marketing, because it's been the one thing that has been almost entirely on my plate since day one of the business. So I really haven't needed to create these processes up until now. I've just been winging it and starting to put that structure into place, starting to create those processes has been such a good feeling. Like I, I don't know, I feel a lot more spacious around the content that I'm creating and the things that I'm putting out there because now we have structure. I know what's, what needs to go out. I know what I need to be focusing on and yeah, it just feels good. Okay, the last thing that didn't work well in 2022 was that I didn't, I still, this is something that's carried over from 2021, and that was that there was nothing for my students to do after they finished Launch Magic. For the last two years, ever since I started Launch Magic, every cohort asks me the same question. They ask me, what is next? What can we do to keep learning from you? And I haven't had anything to, for them to progress to up until this point. Now, finally, in Feb 2023, I'm opening up a 12-month program and it's a beautiful next step for someone who has done Launch Magic and who wants to turn their business into a consistent cash flow machine, cash flow engine, and they can have that peace of mind knowing that it's all ticking along even when they're offline. So finally, now I have that next step for when somebody has finished Launch Magic and they had a great experience and they want to keep learning, they want to keep growing from that. Okay, so three things that you can learn from the mistakes that I made or my own lessons in 2022. The first thing you can learn is that structure creates freedom. I have always been very averse to structure. I've always thought this is so boring. My ADHD brain loves shiny objects and it loves dopamine hits. And I've always thought structure is so boring, but I've realized that creating that structure gives me the freedom to chase those shiny objects or go hiking for two weeks without everything falling apart because now I'm not a steaming hot mess behind the scenes. The things that need to be done have structure. They are happening. It's a lot less stressful. So then there's more white space in my brain, less chaos, and there's more room for ideas and inspiration. The second thing you can learn from me is that your foundations matter more than anything. This lesson took me way too long to learn. And 
As somebody who has loved the marketing aspect of my business since day one, I didn't understand the importance of sales and having sales foundations in place until a few years ago. And I didn't understand how much it's all interrelated, how the offers that you sell, your process for selling them, how you're marketing your business, how you're delivering the offers. These are all so intertwined. And I finally feel now that I'm at a point where I've got those foundations in place and my business feels so good as a result. I can take time off. I'm not working crazy hours. I don't have a massive team to manage. We're consistently making decent sales. It is all feeling really good. And then the third thing that you can learn is you need to actively sell your offers. Otherwise, they won't sell. And I think specifically to two of my offers this year that I wasn't actively selling the launch strategy intensive. I mean, other than not having a sales page, I also wasn't actively really promoting it. I didn't have very strategic messaging. I wasn't telling people about it. I don't think I even mentioned it once on Instagram up until maybe a few months ago. So no wonder people just weren't booking in. And then the other offer, Boost Your Brand Superfans, which is one that I launched twice at the start of the year and then just haven't done a live launch for since. And I think since I, since those initial live launches back in March, maybe two people have signed up for it, which goes to show like how important it is that you are selling those offers. Even if it's not a live launch, you still need to have some kind of sales process in place. And that is what I did not have either of these two offers. So there you have it. Three things you can learn from me this year. Structure creates freedom. Your foundations matter more than anything. They matter more than your Instagram reels or your how you're trying to grow your audience or anything. Like Those foundations need to happen first. And you need to actively sell your offers. Otherwise, they won't sell. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're not already subscribed to this podcast, hit the follow button or the plus in Apple Podcasts. And that just means you'll get brand new episodes sent straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.